Hi, I'm Heather Knight, and this is the Surviving to Thriving podcast. One in four women will experience severe physical violence by an intimate partner in their lifetime. We're going to discuss the taboo topic of domestic violence and the tools our thrivers have used to succeed in life. We want you to know that you are not alone in this fight. Please keep listening if you or anyone you know has been impacted by domestic violence. Before we get into today's episode, I would like to thank our sponsor, Night Protection Services, for making this podcast possible and all the support they provide our cause. Hey guys, what's up? This is our first episode of our podcast, Surviving to Thriving, which is in direct correlation of our nonprofit, Surviving to Thriving. Today we're going to be talking about why we're starting this podcast, why it's so important, why we have our nonprofit. I have my husband here, Zach, um, and he's going to talk a little bit uh, about how his company has helped bring this nonprofit to life and be as successful as it is in its first few months. So I just want to give you guys a little bit about my background and his background. I started policing about four years ago and through that I saw several uh, domestic violence situations and many times it was the same couples or the same apartments, houses over and over and over again. It just seemed like these women had no outlet and no way to leave the situations that they were in, whether it was because he was the sole financial provider or had control over every little aspect of their lives. And they just felt like they had no way to get out of this situation. Uh, When I left policing about two months ago, I wanted to start to fix that problem, which is where the nonprofit was born. And um, it's, it's where it's got its beginnings. And we wanted to give more resources to women, such as financial stability and housing and uh, different things like that. And so that's why we started the nonprofit. The reason that we're starting the podcast is because it's very difficult and taboo to talk about domestic violence. And I think that it needs to be talked about, one, because it helps in the healing process to talk about it yourself or hear other people that are going through the same situation or same experience that somebody else is going through. And it lets you know that you're not alone and that there are ways to start thriving in life again. And the second reason is because if it's not being talked about, then it's not on the forefront of people's minds, meaning it kind of gets swept under the rug and it's not given the attention that it needs to because it is such a serious experience and situation and the trauma associated with it is very serious. And so I think that that's the number one reason why we wanted to start this podcast uh, was to allow people to come on, tell their stories of how they got to where they are, um, how they're thriving in life and how they got past the situations that they were in, as well as bring bring some education to anybody who's listening. So I'm going to let Zach talk a little bit as well about why he is passionate because believe it or not, I think he's more passionate about this nonprofit and podcast than I am, which is saying a lot because it has been something that I've worked for and he's worked for for just over a year now. And so I just want to let him talk a little bit about himself and why he thinks it's a, a 
important. What's up, guys? This is Zach. One thing that I think, uh, tracing back to my early policing days, um, I got into law enforcement after I read a book called The Natasha's. It focused on human trafficking and talked about um, the number one hub of human trafficking being in Atlanta, and then the number one consumer of those that are being trafficked being American military. Um, I read this book years ago, and I'd already always wanted to be a police officer, but I didn't really have a why um, associated with how I wanted my career to go. So I read this book, and it really drove home a point of how big of an issue human trafficking is, which, um, granted, it's not exactly what we're dealing with, but as you notice in uh, one of our um, future episodes, we talk with uh, Beth Ussery, who um, focuses on human trafficking, and um, they really interlink between the types of abuse that the individuals are suffering from. So I read this book and wanted to get into law enforcement to focus on human trafficking um, and come to find out back in um, the 2009, 2010 days, people didn't think human trafficking was an issue here in Atlanta. So it turned into more, I started working narcotics at the police department, um, focusing on that avenue, um, did gang investigations and um, try to work my way through crime prevention through those avenues because a lot of things that happen can be traced directly back to narcotics and of course getting money for different things. Um, and as that career, as my career at the police department progressed, I was there for seven years, um, it was obvious how often domestic violence situations happen uh, it's definitely one of the first or the leading calls that we received at the police department, especially during the holidays. We're recording this in mid-December, and this is one of the worst times for domestic violence as families get together and um, should be celebrating, but are really, I guess, taking their frustrations of the holidays out on each other. Um, so it really became a, a big passion project for us, I guess, all the way around when Heather and I both started correlating our experiences at the police department into my business, um, Night Protection. We started Night Protection for obviously different reasons where we were focusing on crime mitigation techniques that kind of bridge the gap between law enforcement being reactive and how to instill proactive measures. And while we were doing this, or as we were creating this business, I found out I was getting deployed to Afghanistan and we had a very short time frame to essentially build the structure of the business and establish where Heather could run it while I was deployed. And we went to a, or I went to a seminar out in Vegas. Heather went and played in Vegas. Um, <laughs> but we went out to this, uh, this seminar as part of a mastermind I was in with Travis Chapel, who runs the build your network podcast. Huge shout out to Travis. He's been a, phenomenal guiding light and a lot of things we're doing in business. And I think that's really where the initial concept of this nonprofit came from. Uh, we went to this business conference out in Vegas called Thrive. Um, and they really talk about having a for purpose business, not just a for profit business. And we initially started thinking about surviving to thriving as an aspect of night protection where we could just tie it in. And that was going to be our for purpose branch. And as we started looking at different things, we saw the most financially responsible way to do it would be to make it a nonprofit and make it a 501c3 where we had access to government funding, government grants, and different aspects where you know people that want to partner with us are going to have tax relief, taxation relief, where 
they're more willing to, to donate to a for-purpose cause. We came up with this idea that we're just going to make it a nonprofit. We're not going to drive it as a for-purpose part. And we had a pretty long battle, almost a year-long battle, to get our, our 501c3, thanks to a government shutdown, some lost paperwork, a refiling, and then me coming home from the deployment. So we finally got our 501c3 back in July of this year, 2019, and then I got back from Afghanistan in August, and September rolls around, and we're, you know, it's time to get serious with this nonprofit. So Heather and I have been working, well, she's been working for over a year on this, trying to get this set up and established, and all the structures in place, and the bank accounts, and all the intricacies that go into it, and then September rolls around, and it was time to get serious. Um, What I found really interesting is Heather came up with the idea of a podcast, And I kind of shrugged her off, as I do many times, to both of our dismay. Every time I shrug her off, she comes back and is actually right about everything. So she talked about doing a podcast, and I'm like, that's a good idea, you know, for eventuality. Once we get everything rolling and get some partnerships and we have some programs in place, and those are all things we're currently working our way through right now. And then we went back out to Las Vegas, back out to hang out with Travis for a weekend. And he runs that podcast highly successfully. He does a phenomenal job with it. And while we were talking to him about everything we're working on, which we're going to delve into a little bit more, um, he, he hit us upside the head with a roll of newspaper, essentially, and said, Logic. <laughs> yeah, he's like, use the podcast as a way to launch the nonprofit nobody's touching this taboo topic on podcasts. Nobody's talking about it. Like Heather mentioned, you know, the the less you talk about it, the more it's going to be swept under the rug. And some of the interviews we have lined up are phenomenal. They have some amazing stories uh, attached to individuals that went from surviving to thriving and also some unfortunate stories about how situations got swept under the rug. So I think there's going to be huge, huge value here for our listeners that I didn't quite expect until we really delved into this. And I hate to tell Heather she's right. Um, but I think she's pretty right on this one where I think this is going to be huge impact, huge value. Uh, it took us a little while to get this rolling. Uh, but I think after about a month and a half of setting up interviews and recording and getting some things rolling, we're finally going to be able to launch first of 2020. And I think it's going to be a huge aspect of the nonprofit and what we're building toward in the future uh, which is what Heather's about to talk about. Yeah, so like you said, this podcast is hopefully going to help the nonprofit gain traction and be something that people are talking about and want to contribute to and volunteer for and come help these women um, get out of these situations. A few of the things that we're doing is lifestyle learning courses, but instead of reinventing the wheel like a lot of nonprofits do, we're going to be partnering with other nonprofits who already do lifestyle learning courses, such as GED classes and resume building and job searching and financial classes and all these different things that different nonprofits around the uh, Atlanta area are already doing and doing successfully, giving those people and the clients that they have a space to run these classes and then have our um, the people that come through our programs go and do those as well. But something that we're going to be doing that's a little bit different is um, teaching these women to defend themselves with a women's self-defense class. I'm a nationally certified women's self-defense instructor. Say that 10 times fast. And (laughs) 
So we will be doing that program. Um, and it brings a lot of empowerment to women going through the entire program. Every time I taught the class at the police department, you have women that come in and everybody's really quiet and shy and doesn't really want to share anything about themselves or just really talk during the class. And by the end, everybody's best friends and laughing and sharing contact information and starting Facebook groups and, you know, really learning that they, that as a, even as a woman, like we have power, we have, you know, the right to say no, we have the right to do whatever we want to do. And, and so it's really awesome to go through the class. And if you're a woman listening to this, I highly encourage taking a class, even if you're not in the Atlanta area, if there's a women's self-defense course around you, please take it. It is so impactful and empowering. And I think you'll come out a better and different person after going through those courses. So we're offering that to our clients and to people in the Atlanta area uh, just to bring that empowerment piece to women. And then other, the next thing I, I think I kind of want Zach to go into because he's really good at explaining how we bridged this gap in uh, resources that I think is the number one reason why women won't leave their, their situation. So what we're doing overall is the nonprofits essentially are leading cause at this, at this point. I mean, I think it'll always be, but uh, we're really driving home. Both of us are driving, uh, setting up, establishing, getting people in the program, getting the programs off the ground, getting this rolling where we have individuals that are in this program. What our long-term game plan is, is having a sustainability program, a three to five year sustainability program, conversely to most nonprofits that have a 90 day shelter. And if you understand how long 90 days is, it's not very long and there's no way you can change a, a habit, nonetheless a lifestyle like being abused mentally and physically in 90 days. So our goal is to provide housing, job placement, uh, like she, like Heather mentioned, lifestyle learning courses. Uh, we're going to provide everything that is needed for sustainability, where by the time you're done with our program, you're going to be able to walk out our door as an empowered individual that is ready to tackle the world. And the way, one of the key ways we're going to do this is through a real estate holdings company. We have Knight Estates, which is going to be a phenomenal program that we're going to go buy smaller apartment communities, um, maybe 10 to 20 units where we're going to house individuals on a long-term basis. And the beauty of us purchasing these is that we're going to be able to maintain rent control. We're not going to have to strike a deal or work a contract or continually beg an apartment complex to maintain one apartment for us where we don't know who the neighbor is. Instead, we're going to have an apartment complex that is essentially a development where it's only people in our program, possibly a night protection employee that is there for security purposes. And we're going to be able to take the lifestyle learning classes and actually develop implementation. So if we're teaching them um, budgeting one, one week, which is going to be one of the, the huge things, how to budget, how to manage finances, 
uh, we're then going to turn around and help you implement it. So zero to six months, you know, it might be completely free of charge for to live from utilities to rent, everything free. And the nonprofit's going to foot that bill. And then months seven, eight, nine, it might be a hundred dollars for rent. And then, you know, $50 for utilities and it'll just increase. So until we get the full market price, you're learning how to budget, not by sitting in the classroom, but also by implementing. And I think that's going to be a phenomenal way to retain knowledge. It's not going to be sitting in a classroom, get talked to for two hours about how to budget and then forget everything you're doing. It's going to be, here's how you budget and now let's go implement it and we'll do hands-on instruction. So I think that's going to be phenomenal. Uh, the way night protection is going to tie into this night pro is going to be sponsoring most of the events sponsoring this podcast. We're going to be doing a lot of things interrelated, but most importantly, we're going to be integrated into the housing developments where we're going to have top tier security so that these individuals don't have to worry about the ex-boyfriend coming in and kicking in the door. They don't have to worry about actual at home safety and security if you're in a highly volatile situation, my employees are going to come in and help you get out of that situation, physically help you get out of that situation. If you have to have a bunch of boxes moved, we'll move them. If you think you're going to essentially get kidnapped or, or held a false imprisonment type situation, we'll come in and help you get out. You know, we'll arrange that logistically where you're safe to get out and then you have a safe place to go. And then as night, night pro, starts building more revenue. It's going to be, again, just turn around and, and help sponsor that housing where a lot of our proceeds, we're going to, we're donating anywhere from 10 to 15, 20% of our revenue back into the nonprofit so that the nonprofit maintains sustainability to be able to provide those services for housing and for the real estate aspect of it. And it's going to tie in really, really well where these individuals are going to be safe. They're going to be secure. Uh, they will most likely have a night protection employee staying on premises with them. So if there is any type of issue that pops up, they're going to be in a situation that truly is as safe and secure as it possibly can be. And that's the, that's a long-term goal. It's probably a year or two out before we're able to get that rolling and really established right now. Our, our big impact goal is getting the, self-defense program Heather was mentioning off the ground. Um, I think she was being a little bit modest about the program. I'm going to let her describe it a little bit. Um, but that being our headlining program, I think is going to completely revolutionize how nonprofit our domestic violence nonprofits look at empowering their, their individuals in the programs. And that's going to be so key. And, and right now what we're, well, we'll talk, we'll circle back around to what we're needing to help with that and ways you can help. Um, but go and describe the program and what it looks like so people understand how it's set up. Yeah. So it's a 12 hour program um, and it's broken up from anywhere from four to two to four days, depending on how spaces and time availability for our clients and individuals. But for the first uh, few hours, we do an empowerment piece where we just have an open discussion about the different dangers in life. Um, as you hear in our intro, one in four women will be abused in their lifetime. And so we really want to 
drive that point home in our in our classroom setting so that if a woman has most of the women that will be going through this have either been assaulted or know that they will be assaulted and so just to really drive that point home to them that this is really important to tell your friends that aren't here um, to get into a, a class because it, 25% of us are you know are going to be somehow physically assaulted in our lifetime. So we do that empowerment piece um, and just educational as well, teaching the mindset of being able to fight back. Zach outweighs me by close to 100 pounds and I can put him through a wall if he ever acts as out. As we learned so, last week. <laughs> so, you know, just to, you know, learn your strength is not from actual strength, but from leverage and, and whatnot. So that's a lot of the stuff that we go through. And then we go into actual practical exercises and we teach, you know, how to just form a fist, uh, you know, basics all the way up to ground defense and stuff like that. So we do a lot of different things um, in those next uh, nine hours or so. And then the last portion is full on aggression where we do simulations where the women actually get to fight an aggressor. So uh, it's a really fun class to be in. Um, it's a safe environment and especially for somebody who has been abused sexually, physically, anything like that mentally. It is a safe environment to learn how to overcome the probably crippling fear um, and the freeze aspect if this were to happen a second time to them. And so that's a good way for these women to work through the um, the trauma that they've been through. So it's a really a great class, a really fun class. So. And what's really interesting about that program, the last few hours that you mentioned where you do simulations, you're in full padded suits. So it's not, hey, let's simulate and go half speed, make sure nobody gets injured. No, it's more, let's throw a head to toe red man suit on where you're going full full bore and you literally are fighting for your life and trying to defend yourself from one aggressors, two aggressors, whatever it may be, whatever the scenario dictates, you're literally having to fight your way out of a terrible situation. So by the time you're through the class, you understand that you're going to be capable in the real world defending yourself and techniques that are, if anybody knows what Krav Maga is, it's an Israeli um, martial art that is really honestly brutally savage because it ends the scenario as quick as possible. And that's a lot of what I correlate these techniques to where they're brutally savage and they're able to end the situation as quickly as possible. And that's the best way to do it. And she kind of made a joke about putting me through a wall. Well, me being the former SWAT current infantry full who a super army guy I kind of take pleasure in testing her limits with patience and physical <laughs> limits skills and, we're working on skills skills that's what I mean skills <laughs> and originally I didn't think much of a self-defense program that is so focused on being law enforcement only and having that type of setup until I actually witnessed it and then once I witnessed it, I wanted to see what it was really about and more or less tested Heather. And I had to see, can you really defend yourself against a guy that's a hundred pounds heavier than you that 
I can literally pick her over my head and just throw her on the bed. I'm gentle, I swear, but or mostly gentle. But it, it's literally the the strength is just completely outmatched. And we were wrestling in the hallway the other day, me pushing her buttons as usual. And she did this little pretzel twist, wham, bam. And all of a sudden, my butt was through the wall because I completely lost my balance. And she did like a hip check, judo chop, something or another. I don't even know. And I'll never tell him my secrets because then he'll probably be able to overpower them. <laughs> but long story short, there's a dent in our wall now from where my butt went into it because she, and if that wall didn't catch me, I don't know what would have. And it was really kind of a, a bit of a eye opener more or less where she's definitely uh, put me in my place a few times, <laughs> but it, it is one of those that the program works, you know, it's not just us talking fluff. It's, little five two heather against big old army infantry swap boy and swap boy gets pretzled up and it, it, it was kind of funny i mean we laughed about it pretty heavily because she walked away strutting like a dang peacock showing her feathers because she was able to own me on that so it's really truly a fascinating program and the way we're going to run it is the individuals that are actually in our program and residents with us, we're essentially going to require participation on their end. They're going to have to go through these, through these programs during, for the duration of when they're in our programs. But we don't want to limit it there. Part of the issue we ran into is the police department we worked for really wanted to limit it to the citizens within that general area that might may or may not hear about it. And then she also taught it up at KSU, which is a phenomenal program. But no, I mean, no fault of their own. They wanted to teach their co-eds on campus, which is great. It's fantastic. You can't hate on them whatsoever for wanting to do that because that's where a lot of assaults occur on a college campus. The unfortunate part is it's just such a narrow area that they're servicing. Our game plan is to not only service those that are or provide the service for those that are in our program, but we're going to open it up to the general public here in Atlanta where Anybody, any female can attend. It is strictly a female course at this point. Um, we're, we're gearing it toward 18 and up, but we will make accommodations for that mid-teenage age. That way they can, if they're in high school, these are still things they need to learn, still things they need to hear about, still conversations that need to be had. It's really going to be a program that anybody can attend. We're not going to charge you to attend it. We're going to request that you make a donation to support the nonprofit. So if you're not involved directly in our program, we just ask that you come in and make a donation of whatever you see the value of the program was. If you don't want to donate a single dollar, no problem. If you want to donate $1,000, well, thank you very much. We're going to make good use of that money for this program. So it's going to be really, really good. You're going to start seeing that quite a bit here in the Atlanta area where it's going to be pretty, pretty openly um, displayed through our, our social media platforms and through this podcast. And every time we have that event, we're going to blast it. So everybody's aware of it. Hopefully we can get a long waiting list going with that. And I think that's really going to be a, a huge impact where no other domestic violence nonprofits offering that type of service. No other nonprofit I've seen is offering that type of service and that type of program. So I think we're going to really separate ourselves by doing that. Yeah, I think it's going to be fantastic. I hope that we can get to a point where I can't even keep what class I'm in straight 
because we've got so many going and so many people in it, I would love to just arm the entire female um, population in Atlanta with the tools and knowledge to defend themselves. In future episodes, you will hear um, me ask our guests these questions, and I'm going to ask Zach these questions because I think they are really powerful. Um, I'm also going to answer them too. It's really just one, uh, well, two questions. Is there anything that you can recommend to our listeners to help them through a tough situation? So when we originally wrote this question, it was directed you as a woman, but I'm not a woman. So I'm going to answer it from the male perspective. And I'm going to preface this by saying, as a male, I will never truly understand the struggles that females face. I'll just never truly understand. I can say I understand it. I can support this nonprofit. I can make sure Heather's in the forefront helping you as much as we can. But I'm never truly ever going to understand that aspect of it. But what I will say from my police and military experience, one thing I really learned is that mindset is so key and that you are beyond capable of so much, so much that you don't even realize, especially if you've been in this type of situation where you've been mentally abused and psychologically abused for years, you're just beat down and you don't understand that you're capable so much. And I implore that person to research mindset, which is what I've done as a leader in the military, leader of the police department, now leader of my own business. I've researched mindset and tried to do my best to understand my mindset, my employees mindset, my soldiers mindset, and have that relatability because to take 50 guys into Afghanistan and have them all cooperate on the same wavelength has taken, it took an, an amazing mindset that is really hard to explain if you've never been there, but it just showed how capable we really are in the toughest of times. And if you can understand that and harness that, I think your potential is truly unlimited. As you can tell, Zach's an amazing speaker, even though he doesn't think he is. So my answer is not going to be as great as his. <laughs> but um, the thing that I would say to get through a tough situation is, one, to try to remember that you're not alone. I know that it's so hard to think get out of, again, that mindset that Zach was talking about and, and push yourself into that focus of I'm not alone and there are people that, that have been through this situation and who have come out stronger on the other side. I think that that would be an, not an easy way, but a, a way to kind of get you into the mindset to think about mindset, if that makes sense, is just to know that you're not alone. There's always resources, whether you can get to to thriving or if there's another location or another um, nonprofit in your area that helps women of domestic violence or um, sexual abuse or anything like that, uh, I would say reach out to them and find the resources that are most helpful to you. And the second question is, is there any recommendation for our listeners that you would have them read or listen to or talk about during a tough time? Is there a book or a quote or a podcast ebook that gave you strength or gives you strength or you think would give them strength? 
And I think my answer is again going to correlate back to leadership and mindset because that's what I know. And I, there are several books I could recommend that have driven me to my limits and beyond. The first one I would say is extreme ownership. That book focuses on taking extreme and by extreme it's, you make no excuse. Everything you do is yours and you own it. Understanding for the good and the bad, you have to take extreme ownership of your actions. If you're not owning what you're doing, then you're going to continually make excuses. And I'm a little bit more hard nosed about that mindset towards domestic violence situations. Again, my background has made my mindset in a particular direction, but if you own the fact that you're capable of leaving, if you own the fact that nobody is keeping you there other than yourself, and you realize that you are capable, you're, you're able to get out on your own, and you own that fact, you'll get out of that situation, and you'll find the resources, and you'll find the help. We're sitting here offering the help. All you have to do is take the ownership to make a phone call, reach out, you know, DM us on Instagram, Facebook, whatever, reach out, ask for that help. Asking for help is part of that ownership. Um, get off that soapbox before I get too far into that. Um, a second book I would highly recommend is Start With Why by Simon Sinek. That book solely focuses on determining your why. Why you're in a certain situation, why you're running a business, why you want to start a business, why you want to start a podcast. And it, it focuses on starting with why. And once you realize why you want to do something, like why do you want to get out of a domestic violence situation? Well, you want a better situation for yourself. You want a better situation for your child. You want a better, more sustainable life in the future. You don't want to be abused anymore. You don't want to be hurt anymore. You don't want to be broken anymore. And if you realize that's your why, that's going to drive you so hard because the next time a bad situation happens, you'll resort back to your why and that's going to empower you. That's going to come back and, and it's going to show you this is why I'm leaving. So as you're walking out that door for the fourth time, because the first couple times you returned, that fourth time you walk out that door, and I hope it doesn't take you that long, but if it takes you to number four, five, six, seven, eight, if you have your why already defined of why you're leaving that situation, you'll never go back to that situation. When you feel like you're struggling finding a job, feel like you're struggling making bills, and you can go back and relate to why am I doing this? Why am I struggling through finding a job and paying my own bills and living this life? You'll realize your why is because you don't want to get beat anymore. You don't want to get abused anymore. You are better than that. And if you can correlate that as you make that move to your empowerment, you will, you'll, it's like a mind blown type situation where you're going to, realize so much again about mental acuity and mental resilience where that why is just going to drive you so so far and you're going to be so capable of so much again <laughs> great answer mine is not going to be <laughs> and well mine is a quote and you'll see it on our um our facebook page if you check us out on facebook and i think it is because i love self-defense. I love 
you know, empowering women and teaching them that they are not just because they're small doesn't mean that they're weak and that they can't defend themselves against somebody who is, you know, three times their size or, you know, a hundred pounds more heavier than them. And, um, the quote it's on our, it's our cover, um, photo and it's though she be, but little, she is fierce. And I think that that is exactly why I love self-defense. Um, and why I think she is little and she is fierce. <laughs> yes. Um, but I've embraced being able to overpower somebody through technique and, um, versus strength. And when I joined policing, it wasn't because I knew I could beat everybody up. I, you know, I didn't get into a single fight when I was in high school. I never, you know, thought that I never, you know, resorted to violence. I always tried to talk my way out of things. And um, so I never really knew that I could hold my own and, and defend myself. Um, but when you get into policing, you learn real quick how to do it and that you have to, to survive. And so I learned a lot just in the short time that I had de defensive tactics. And then again, when they asked me to be the, um, a rad self and, uh, self defense instructor. And I think it's been just awesome. I learned something new every single time I teach a class and empowers me even more. And I want to, I want to say one more part and um, I was trying not to interrupt you. Sorry. Zach wants to say one more part. <laughs> so, She's, she's talking about that part, and I was trying my best not to interrupt her. And for some reason, she thought I was writing a script about what we're doing. Um, <laughs> this is the beauty me. of working with your spouse. And I thought he was <laughs> telling me what to say next. No, <laughs> he not gives at all. Me, he gives me pointers all the time. Like I said, he's a really great speaker, <laughs> and so he can tell when I'm, like, getting stuck on what I'm trying to say. And so I thought he was trying it, but no. I was just trying not to get her to hang up on y'all <laughs> Yeah. we finish this podcast. <laughs> Zach wants to say one more thing before we um, – so I wanted to give a preview of what we have planned for this podcast. I think a lot of times you start listening to a podcast and if you start on episode one, you've gotten some good insight of our nonprofit, but I really want to focus on what we're doing with this podcast, the audience we're trying to reach and what you can expect in the interviews. I think that's going to be really exciting. I'm Heather has called me her assistant when it comes to the nonprofit as she's giggling maniacally. Um, we changed it. You're an operations manager. So as her assistant, I, I have sought out different individuals that she thought would provide great value and that I thought would provide great value. And we've scheduled a ton of interviews and some are really, really exciting. Others are, um, I think exciting is the wrong word. I think impactful. I think there are some that are going to be heart wrenching. You're going to hear some very, very deep stories where individuals are willing to share their life struggles in this podcast, the nonprofit is called surviving to thriving. And we're going to seek out those stories. Individuals were surviving, but now they're thriving. And how did they go about that? So the primary audience is obviously going to be domestic violence um, individuals that need that level of empowerment and that have gone through struggles and are seeking strength and resilience through some sort of guidance. We want to provide that. So we're going to interview individuals that are willing to share that story. How did they do it? What was their struggle? What type of situation did they endure? And how did they move through it? 
you know, did they do it immediately? Were they able to immediately move through it? Which I don't think we'll find. I don't think we'll find the individual that is able to just shut out that type of situation. I think what we're going to find is, you know, 10 years later, you have a realization of, I can say no, I can do this. I can do that. And it's from lifestyle classes, lifestyle learning, leadership classes, whatever type of information you're gaining. So that's going to be one sector that we, we interview and those are going to be intense. Um, We've already had one that I don't know if we're going to release it. Uh, It's going to be one of the first three or four episodes for sure. And it's, it's heart wrenching. I, I think it was, a huge, huge interview. And I think it, it took a turn that we didn't expect. We didn't expect it to get yeah. as deep as it did. And the fact that that individual was as willing to share as much as she was willing to share, um, it really sets the tone for what we want to do for this podcast. So I'd be willing to bet that's episode two. So stay tuned for that because it was so impactful. I think we would do a disservice if we didn't release that one next. As far as other interviews we're looking for, if you know somebody, but specifically other interviews we've already done, are individuals that can provide value to those that are going through those tough situations. So it may be a mindset coach. Um, I could very easily see me coming back on here if Heather puts up with me to talk about mindset, to talk about leadership, to talk about resilience because I've been through some situations at the police department in especially in Afghanistan where resilience is key. And while it's not a domestic violence situation, mindset is mindset. And if you have the right mindset, you're going to get through the situations, but we're also going to interview. Um, we have a financial planning expert that is going to talk about how to move past unprepared for finances that goes from budgeting to you know financial planning for the future and that that whole gambit top to bottom so we're going to provide interviews like that how do you become sustainable and what can you do to improve upon that from you know personal wellness to professional wellness and then the final arena we're going to look at is and this is more of our collaboration piece we're going to have the Cobb Collaborative team on. Um, that's a local Cobb County collaborative of nonprofits. We're going to talk about their mission. We have a few other projected out like Dress for Success that has a huge Atlanta office here that provides a closet for individuals that need professional dress as they go to interviews. We want to talk about their mission. We're going to talk about different missions that are impacting as nonprofits or purpose-driven businesses that are making changes in society because that's what we want to do. We feel like the best way to do that is through collaboration, through teamwork, and through getting a message out. So we really want to highlight those that are providing a purpose-driven mission. And I think that's going to be, again, some more hugely impactful interviews that Heather's going to go through and really show and try to dig deep into how changes are being made both with within an individual and within a culture, within a society. So definitely some good stuff. Stay tuned for those. And I think if you, a big thing is going to be stories we don't know about. So if you have a story you want to share with us, 
where you were barely surviving a situation and you've moved through it or you are moving through it. You don't even have to be all the way through it yet because I don't think you ever get past fully past the situation. It, um, it becomes part of who you are now. And if you want to share that story with us, please reach out. Or if you are a nonprofit that's making that type of impact, or you are a business owner or an expert in, an, in a field, and you think you can provide value to that client base or that individual, please reach out. We'll happily put you on the podcast. We'll interview you. We'll discuss those things and see how you can make um, big impact with our individuals because that's what we're really at the end of the day looking for. People in our program providing value to them and people that are struggling providing value to them. So if we're not aware of a situation or we're not aware of a, a mission that is huge impact, definitely reach out. And Heather's about to go through how you can reach us and how you can get a hold of us and talk about where you can best contact us to share those stories. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. You can always, always reach out to us if you ever need anything. And please do. We are always looking to, even if we can't help you with our resources, we will find somebody that can help you um, reach those. Where you can find us is on all social media, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at the handle. And LinkedIn. And LinkedIn. The handle is 2ThrivingATL. T-O Thriving A-T-L. So please reach out. And, um, and if you have any type of security related issue and you want my expertise involved, but you don't want to go through the nonprofit or you just have something where you need um, some muscle heads, meat heads involved and have that type of issue that can correlate with a difficult situation, you can reach out to me. I'm across all social media at night pro LLC. And that's LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, TikTok. Please don't look at my TikTok. It's so Go awful. Go look at his TikTok. It's awesome. <laughs> and by all means, definitely reach out to us. Um, we're never going to, we're going to do our best and never tell you no. You know, we're going to do what we can to help if it's within our means, within our network, within our financials, we're going to make it happen. Yes. So thank you guys and tune in next time. If you or anyone you know has been victimized by domestic violence, please reach out to us for resources and ways our organization can help you. You can find us on social media at 2thrivingatl, T-O, thriving, A-T-L, or online at 2thriving.org.